Uh, this is Triple M's home grind right around the country, 52 stations on the brand new listener. And this is the biggest guest we've had on the show. Uh, one of the Excellent. just most incredibly gifted singers, songwriters, creatively, lyrically, breaking the barriers, production, sonically, the list goes on. We welcome to Homegrown. The album is number one, Future Never on the Aria charts, the highest selling album by an Australian artist this year. And it is no surprise. Tracks we love. Where do we go? Cocaine Killer. So good. Reclaim your heart. An incredible body of work. We welcome Daniel Johns to Triple M's Homegrown. How are you, my friend? Thank you so much for uh, jumping on the line and having a chat. Let's just leave it there. (laughs) (laughs) That was amazing. How are you, man? Uh, Also joining me is Chris Chris Holland on the line as well, musical director, man. Uh, Thanks so much for having a chat, man. It's a pleasure to have you here. Absolute pleasure. Am I right in saying that that uh, last track we played, Reclaim Your Heart, you played Spatulas? Uh, as, as drumsticks on that song? That is correct, yeah. I didn't have drumsticks. <laughs> yeah, man. So the drum kit was in the room, but there and were no sticks? Surpri- no, the, surprisingly, it was like a, an accidental moment of genius. Yeah. They sounded so good. They made the drums sound like Fleetwood Mac. And it's also, it's a borrowed drum kit from <laughs> one of my friends, um, Dave Jenkins, and he's just left this like a, a perspex kit in my living room it's not mine yeah but i, I think he thinks my house is a storage container <laughs> or something so I was, so i was just like well they sound good let's yeah. just do it I'll, I'll do it i don't have drumsticks i'll do it with spatulas <laughs> and they ended they ended up sounding like this amazing like 1970s fleetwood Mac song and i was like i think spatulas might be the answer <laughs> i guess it's like one of those things where you get a guitar and you don't have a pick right and you've got to find something to play yeah, I usually use a 20-cent coin. Oh, really? Have you cooked anything yeah. at home with the spatula since? <laughs> no, I had to throw them out. They got, they got mildly, and by mildly, I mean massively damaged. <laughs> <laughs> Were there any other kind of like weird tricks you used on this album that you might not have done previously? Everything I did on this album is was weird because so I didn't good. have access to good stuff. Yeah. I figured out like the best way to make guitars sound good without having a guitar tech yeah. I was just doing everything because I, I, I honestly I don't know how to string a guitar yeah. I don't know how to I don't know how to tune a guitar I can only do it by ear I don't know how a tuner works I don't know where, what's in and what's out you I know like this is ruining that whole genius thing that <laughs> <laughs> but it's true I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> does this make it like one of the more satisfying releases for you like I feel like this is an album you really listen from start to finish, you know. I feel like that's kind of rare in this day and age with like singles and you know. We- yeah, man. The, the whole that's why this whole um, this whole future never journey's just been so extraordinarily bizarre. Because I really, really, honestly was just making this record for the loyal people. Yeah that have followed me and and for myself. I just yeah. wanted to make sure that I could still write. Big music. It was. It was. It was an experiment. Mm. Um, and it was only. It was only my brother that went. This is really good. Because yeah. at the time, I was like, I was like, no one's gonna like this. This is weird. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's good to have like that person outside the bubble to kind of look at it. You know, like kind of kind of differently, like you said. No oh, man, it's 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 given me great faith in um, people's ability to hear the truth. 
I like that. And then a lot of collaborations on this album too. Like what's it like going from track to track and working with different people, you know? It's the best. Yeah. It's so, it's so fun. The only record that I've ever had that I've done, mm. and, and I, don't get me wrong, I like I like all my records, not yeah. like in a Kanye West way, but like I like all my records. Yeah. But I, I remember when Future Never was being completed. Mm. I had the same feeling that I had when Diorama was being completed. I was like, oh, this shit is like, this is not normal. Yeah, man. So <laughs> and cool. that's, that's, what, that's what gets me hard, you know? Yeah. Oh, shit, I can't say that. I'll get cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> but like, not only do you know that you've done the best that you could possibly do at the time, but you're also aware that you, you have not heard anyone else do anything like that yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, the, I mean, that's the whole. I don't I don't want to be part of this dumbing down of music which yeah. which seems seems to be happening a lot. Mm. There's a lot of great don't get me wrong there's a lot of great music but there's a lot of stuff that's just that oh my god it just feels like it's coming out of a fucking wood chipper. Yeah. Um I just I just don't want to be part of it. That that's why I was like, I don't want singles, I don't want music mm. videos. I want to do a gallery, I want to do a film. I just want to do something that's – and, and by the way, I, I would like to say I don't think that I've done exactly what I wanted to do. I don't think it's yeah. as good as I wanted it to be, but it's the best that I can do at this time. And I had a, a lot of great support yeah. to, make, to make it this successful, you know. I wasn't yeah. just – I think – I. The music speaks for itself, yeah. But all the other, all the other stuff is just extraordinary support. Yeah, man, I find that so exciting. Like moving forward as well, like uh, for whatever you want to record next, to to have this experience as well, where you know you kind of did it differently, and you know as a result, it's one of the most kind of satisfying releases. It must be exciting, like recording moving forward. It's a very good incentive to keep getting weirder. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Hey, we caught up with uh, we had Cram in here not too long ago, uh, having a chat about all. I things. love him. Oh, dude, he he dropped this gem, and I, I want to get your opinion on this. Uh, you might not have heard this before, so here we go. I remember playing cricket with those guys at the at the big day out. People wouldn't realise um that Daniel is actually a lethally fast, quick bowler. Talk to me. How's your arm? Is it still in? Uh, you, st- you still playing cricket? Um, I'm a better. <laughs> I'm a better batsman now because one time I, I broke both of my collarbones in the space of two weeks, so bowling's a bit out. Okay, all right, cool. <laughs> but yeah, I could, I can still, I can still bat with the best of them. Happy days. One of the parts of the exhibition is that uh, assignment from school where you said you wanted to be like Mark Taylor. Yeah. You're still close like yeah. that. You reckon that's you know get your eye in bat for two days in Pakistan heat, you know? <laughs> I'm loving these references. Yeah, just without just without um, the Fujitsu commercials. I did, you know what? If they offered me enough money at this point, I'd do it. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I'd score it. <laughs> yeah, man. Scoring's fun. Like, real nerdy, but I love scoring. Man, let, let's talk <laughs> about the exhibition. Like, we're here in Melbourne. It was such a big deal, uh, like, when it was happening. And, it, like, the, the vibe we got when, like, people, like, calling in the show. And it was just, like, it was so much joy to be able to go there, you know, to see you. And, like, what was this kind of, like, putting this all together? The exhibition. Yeah. Oh, mate, it was, it's, I wouldn't advise it. Okay. It was, um, it was a lot of hard work. Yeah, I yeah, will yeah. say that, I will say that, thank God, my mum's a bit of a hoarder. <laughs> yeah, man. She can, and, and, I've, and I 
inherited that gene as well. So I, I kept like outfits and stuff that obviously yeah. used to fit, fit me when I was anorexic, lol. Mm. Um, but I, but I kept, I kept everything, but my mum kept everything, if you know what I mean? And I didn't realize she had everything. So I was just like, we've got so much great stuff. And then <clears throat> my brother, he's got a memory like an elephant. So he remembered everything. I remembered chronology and he yeah. remembered like how it all worked. My mum's also, you know, a little bit OCD like me and my brother's got it too. So as a family, we kind of pulled it all together. Yeah. Which I think is quite beautiful. Yeah. And then how'd you get the DeLorean, Daniel Lorian, man? Uh, hang on, you missed my cue. Here we go. You're telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, man. That that was um that was just the concept, you know. Obviously, the future never. It was, it was all about time travel and. Mm. Um, the past and the present and the future never. The only thing that would represent that more accurately than just having all of the, you know, the, the career mm. is putting a DeLorean in there. It was, it was, you know, it was obvious. <laughs> <laughs> it's obvious, but like, does it, it, it exists. Like, you can just go and grab one. And, and I own that, which is so oh, weird. Cool. It's, man, it's manual and I can't drive a manual. And, and I don't. <laughs> And I don't have a license for the next few months, so whatever. The hologram was the very interesting part oh, at, yeah. the, uh, at the exhibit. If you were lucky enough to see it at certain mm. times, there was a very realistic-looking hologram that yeah. completely blew my mind. We had access to technology that no one's ever seen before, like <laughs> Kendrick, uh, Kendrick Lamar. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think I'm pretty sure I got an email from Tupac Turner. Like, what <laughs> now? <laughs> <laughs> when that's uh, just imagine for a second that you were in that box. If you were watching the punters and they were watching you, or they were, you, they were watching you watch over them, who had the greatest view? So to speak, um, I couldn't see much. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't say that. I, I, I did overhear some funny stuff. Oh, uh, that would have been the best, man. It, what was it like? Is it was was like a, double my checking? My favorite, my favorite quote from someone was, "That like, doesn't even look real." <laughs> <laughs> and then you still like kind of got to stand there and be like, "What the?" F-? <laughs> and I wasn't, I wasn't allowed to make any facial expressions. I wasn't allowed to do anything. So it wasn't so soundproof. You could hear what we were saying. I could hear what people were saying. Yeah, that was very voyeuristic. Yeah, man, that's so cool. But I, made... I, I, I enjoyed it, and it was also like we were tucked away in the back corner. So I, I think, yeah, you know, maybe twenty people saw it. Mm. Which, which is, you know, that was part of the plan <laughs> for people to go. I'm pretty sure I just saw either the greatest or the worst thing that I've ever seen. Man, what what was it like interacting with your fans? You know, them getting there, seeing them excited about you. It, it must have been a, a pretty kind of magical experience in that way as well. I imagine. Well, I didn't. I didn't interact with them until the laundry mat signing recently. Yeah, yeah, that's I what was, I meant. I was. I, yeah, that was great. It was yeah, really nice. It was, it was really, actually, really beautiful. Awesome, man. Um, it was nice to see. It was nice to nice to see people who, you know, obviously that's a bit of an effort to have to line up and just see this moron signing vinyls but it was it was it was really beautiful you know that people were bringing their babies and it felt it felt 
quite I felt at risk of sounding sentimental. It sounded it felt quite spiritual. Yeah, well, people were told that that you weren't. It wasn't a meet and greet necessarily. That you would just be there, but then to see you actually did yeah. come out. Was that just spur of the moment you wanted to go out and meet these people and say thanks? Like, yeah. Yeah, I was specifically told to just sit there and shut up, but I couldn't. I could see the way people were reacting. You know, like people were crying and shaking, and yeah, I was like, I gotta go out and give them a hug or something. And then I always said, you know, just to try and lighten the mood, I said, oh, it's like meeting Jesus Christ, isn't it? <laughs> and it all would, that joke went down a tree. <laughs> John Lennon, John Lennon didn't get away with it, but I did. Man, do you want to hear something crazy? So when that was all happening, obviously we had the show here in Melbourne and I'm just like, man, if I ever get to, you know, interview Daniel Johns one day, I'd love to pass on some messages. So I put it out, I put it out to like, uh, the show and I got some callers, man. I just want to play some of them back to you because like, yeah, I thought, you know, if I ever get the chance to chat to you, I'd love you to hear them. Hey Rudy in Melbourne, message for Daniel Johns. Man, I just love Daniel Johns. I went and saw that exhibition a couple of times. It was a really cool look into, uh, his psyche and his genius and I think the new album is just like on the cutting edge of music as he's pretty much always been his whole career and yeah I just love Daniel so much. Hey Mike's in Sydney man you got a message for Daniel? Uh, do I have a message for Daniel John? <laughs> of course. Where do I even start Matty? Uh, look I have idolised Daniel since I was a kid. Uh, some of his albums got me through tough times in my life and uh, the yeah. new album's no exception. I just absolutely love the man and if I could shake his hand a million times and uh, take him out for dinner, I absolutely would. <laughs> Where would you take him? Uh, something pretty fancy, maybe <laughs> somewhere uh, in Sydney, maybe the harbour. Yeah, um, cool. Actually, no, nah, I was going to go to his house. Nice. <laughs> <It> looks <laughs> yeah. pretty cool. All right, cool, man. <laughs> and time for one more. Emma's in Sydney. What's your message to Daniel John? Well, I've loved Daniel since I was a wee young teenager and yep. I just think he's amazing. He's prodigy he's um you know make sure i play his music to my kids um, yeah. he's a really big important part of australian music just incredible talent and just allege i just adore him pretty cool right yeah really cool man i just got a little bit teary to the h that's that's so cool man i like it really cute yeah yeah oh that's nice hey I, I don't like that he thought that he was going to take me out for dinner at my house that was weird no, I think I think it was more or less he just wanted to go and jam. Or maybe he did want to go home and cook for you, some weird kind of setup there. I'm just playing. I'm just playing like, <laughs> um, but, man, hey, Chris and I were talking, man, like outside of the music stuff that we've been doing, we love like uh, some of the co-writes, like uh, with Kimbra. This is a banger, man. Yeah, I reckon. It's so cool. Well, hey. we, had, um, we had Thundercat in on that session too. Did ya? Um, I don't know if you know Thundercat. Yeah, of course. He's, like this. he's, he's a bass wizard. So I, I remember that being a particularly amazing session. That was really fun. That's and Kimber's a, Kimber's a weapon. She's really talented. Yeah. Is there, are there many more of these collaborations kind of floating around that people either can wait for or can search for if they yeah. already exist? Like how often are you doing these kind of things? Yeah. <sighs> Man, I... Uh, there's a lot of stuff. I don't know what people. I don't know what people know. So that's yeah. hard to say. I did. I did um, a couple of collaborations with. Um, I don't know if it's ZHU or Zoo. I did a couple with him. Yes, right. I did. I actually did one with, and I'm not joking. I did one with Riza from Wu Tang, which is what? not out, but no yeah, way. I my, yeah, I got it in my Dropbox. Dude, talk to me about that that process, man. Did you meet anyone else from the clan, or was it just you guys collaborating online? No, I, I, I didn't meet him. 
Okay. I'll be straight out with you. Just sent me a track and said, could you put a top line on it? And I did it, and then oh. no one ever heard. But it's a good song. I remember it being. It's 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 good. Holy I'm shit. not lying. It sounds like I'm lying, but no, I'm- no, no. I believe you. Hey, another thing. <laughs> another another thing I love too, man. This was so funny when it came out. I'm not going to give you any context, but uh, you remember this. Like there was no better punk rock band in the universe. Oh, wow. They're flattered. Film that. Feels pretty good. <laughs> on 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 a out of ten, if I had to rate the. I don't down. believe you, punk man. I do, I just don't believe it. I don't <laughs> believe that you are as punk as you say, Piggy boy. Let's do this. Oh, no. Do I think Daniel will get me out of affection? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Man, that was so funny. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a really fun day. Talk to me. These how- New South Wales yeah. are so fun. They're so funny. They're so funny. And they just said, can we just come up and can you just pretend to be an asshole? And I went, pretend. <laughs> yeah. I've, uh, I love what they're doing, like the podcast, the TV show. I feel like they're kind of across everything. I've got them coming in next week, so I'm looking forward to having a chat today. Oh, mate, yeah, give them my love. They're so funny. Jamie, particularly, I, I talk to occasionally. He's he's uh, he's a, a comedic wizard. He's really great. Yeah, very switched on, man. Very switched on. We- very, very clever, very talented, and just... So, so dry. Yeah. You you know, like in that Chris Lilly vibe. Gotcha. And uh, we do a bit of work here with uh, Dave Gleason, man, from Screaming Jets, uh, fellow... Nova Castrian. He told told me this story. I want to see if you remember it. Okay, so here we go. It was a restaurant called The Bistro in Derby Street in Newcastle. Yeah. And I ran into Daniel Johns. As I was leaving the toilet, uh, he was walking in, and he said same thing. He said, it's the perennially young Dave Gleason, right? (laughs) So, and I'd never... I'd kind of bumped into him before, but we had a bit of a yarn then. Mm. Told him it was my dad's 80th birthday. Go upstairs. I've got uh, seven brothers and sisters, so it was a huge heap of people there. Yeah. Anyway, a, a waiter comes up and he's got a bottle of um, Verve or something like that. Yeah. And everyone in my family went, no, 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 we didn't order that. No, <laughs> yeah, we no, don't want to pay for that, bro. Hey, no, whoa, no, no, whoa. No, 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 no. And they said it's a gift from Mr. John's desk. No way, so, man. God bless him. So cool, man. That's such a nice thing to do. I believe it was two bottles. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, hell yeah. No, man, the, the, the thing that he left out of that story was that was um, – Silverchair is one of our earliest, earliest shows oh. in Newcastle supporting supporting the Screaming Jets. No way! Yeah, Why? and they were they, they were like I I was just back in the day I used to have their cassette tapes because they were like heroes in this in this city. Yeah, it's a big you deal, know? right? Charles, like you know, when I saw him with his family, I was like, I'm I'm doing all right. I'll just send him up two bottles of champagne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was trying to be like Sinatra, but I don't know how it came off. I'm not sure. Oh man, it came off really well. He always says nice things. Now we uh we're just gonna go back to the exhibition for one thing. Chris, you want to you want to take this one? Yeah, because Gleeso now dabbles in radio. He's got a nightly national show, and yeah. I did hear at the exhibition you trying your hand at a little bit of radio presenting recently to discuss some of your new songs. Do we have an example, Matt? Yeah, we, I think we do. Here we go. Wow, great track. Remember, Silverchair? As you enjoy the quantum of my earthly possessions and physical manifestation of my life's work, please remember not to touch anything, especially my precious awards. <laughs> when I was making Future Never, I asked my record company, what is the best way to get radio play? They simply suggested, make your own station. You're listening to Future Never Radio. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I thought, that. I, good, that? I thought I did a really good job of it. Yeah, I thought you did too. So, so the question is, if uh, 
you are hosting your own radio show. What what kind of music would would be playing? What if it was like one uh, genre or multiple genres? I would basically just play the Aviator soundtrack. <laughs> it'd just be world. It'd just be world war music the whole time. It'd, it wouldn't rate well, I don't think. <laughs> They'd be in what you want. So how would you present yeah. that? If, like, give us a crack and come through between tracks two and three. How would the presenter announce what the next song is? Okay, all right. Uh, coming straight up, we've got another track that features heavily a horn section and a very solemn vocal from a female performer. Yeah, well done. Anyway... You know, is that all right? Yeah, that's great, mate. The, the crowd's going crazy here, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, I can imagine all my two audience members. <laughs> it's amazing what you can do with overdubs. Um, yeah, can you fix that for me? Uh, hey, Daniel, man, thanks so much for taking the time out, man. We, we really appreciate it. It is, like I said, it's an absolute honour to meet you. Uh, we've got one last game we're going to do with you. It's, oh, yeah, uh, I love games. Great. Okay, so forgive the jingle. It was, it was very, it's very rushed and we still haven't fixed it, but here we go. On Triple M's Homegrown with Matty O, it's time for... Uh-oh, it's my party or dinner. Right. Well, I like that. Thank you. Thank you. Daniel Johns <laughs> likes it and we're keeping it. All right, so yeah. it's, this is called Right Party or Dinner, right? I'm going to play three different uh, Australian acts and you've got yeah. to either write a song with them you got to go out and party with them or you got to invite them to dinner with your family, okay? Okay, family's a big part. Okay, here we go. First act. Like Kevin Parker, Tame Impala. Second act. Distance, Are we going Neil Finn or all of Crowded House? That's up for Daniel. Yeah, that's up to Daniel. You either get Neil or the whole band. And the third act. So you can write a song. You can party yeah, I... or you can have dinner. Who who are we doing what with? Kylie can come for dinner. Yeah, I like That'd be that. nice. I'd be on brand. Yep. Um, Kevin, definitely right with. Yep. And Crowded House, what was the other one? You're, going, <laughs> the you're, other one? you're partying with Crowded House, which I imagine. Yeah, I've fucked that up, I reckon. But <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stick with it just because I'm stuck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here's that crowd again. <laughs> 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 uh, Daniel, man, I, I think that's a, I think that's a good arrangement. You know, <laughs> yeah. Awesome, man. Hey, Daniel, this has been I, I can't stress, man. This has been such a privilege and pleasure for us to to chat to you, to have you on, man, to talk about this album, the exhibition, and, and everything else, man. We 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 love your music so much, man, and, and this has been just such an awesome experience for us, man. So so we really really appreciate it. I've got to tell you, that was one of the finest interviews I've ever done. Thank you. That is recorded. <laughs> that will be made into a promo. <laughs> um, 